Good morning. My name's Ben, another one. I always call myself the fat, ugly one, and he's the tall, lanky, good-looking one. Um, well, you know, it's all a matter of opinion, isn't it, at the end of the day? Uh, yeah, been, uh, been part of God Central since 2016. It's an absolute joy and a privilege to be with this wonderful family uh, of God. Uh, not just friends. Call you family, because that's what you are. So yeah, we've had a summer series of looking at the goodness of God. And uh, when I sat down to sort of prepare for today, I just felt the Lord, um, yeah, party, Um, just felt the Lord lay something on my heart. It's a little bit different, so I hope you'll just go with it and uh, and relax. And hopefully the Lord will speak to you this morning. We're actually going to start... in Ecclesiastes, some of you are sitting there saying, we've done six months of it, why on earth are we going back? <laughs> but in Ecclesiastes 3, we know it, it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the sun. And then in verse 4, it says it's a ti- there's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And I really felt this morning... That God just wanted to highlight, and it is about the goodness of God, that there is a time to laugh. We can get so caught up with the things that this world throws at us, that sometimes we can lose a bit of perspective, and we forget to laugh. We can laugh at our circumstances, because as a Christian, we believe that God is in control. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. But before that, I want to take you back to the 1990s. When I was a younger, (laughs) good-looking guy called Ben. And I was living my life for myself. I didn't know God. And I used to take joy and pleasure in laughing at other people's misfortune. Did you know there is a word for that? I found out this week. The word is called schadenfreude. I'm sorry if you're German and I've pronounced it wrong. But that is what I believe it's schadenfreude. It's called. It it basically means... That you have joy and take joy from witnessing the troubles, failures and humiliation of others. I remember a time where we used to play rugby at school. We hate, I hated rugby. Says the guy who's now the chaplain at the rugby club. <laughs> we used to play football. That was, that's, that's God's sport. We hated rugby so much that we made a decision couple of us, to, in a, uh, not a scrum, in a ruck, we were going to get a little bit more physical than normal. We got so physical that we broke a guy's arm. We didn't particularly like this kid, so we picked on him. We broke his arm, and the teacher was also 
I mean, you know, in the game, we, we, you know, we were a bit rough and he ended up breaking his arm. Um, and the teacher was so annoyed that we never did rugby again. Well, I took great joy in that because we didn't want to play rugby and it worked. Schadenfreude. I became a Christian and then you get opportunities, don't you, to practice those kind of things about, you know, when something goes wrong for people that you don't revel and, and take joy in their failure. And God got hold of me. Proverbs 12 verse 1 says this, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. I didn't want to be stupid. Nobody really likes discipline. But God disciplined me and actually said, you know what, you need to think differently. You need to be a blessing. You need to encourage people. Well, I had the greatest opportunity to practice that when I was working at the Baptist Church. I was there uh, for about four years. And uh, my contract, my, some of you know the story, my contract wasn't renewed. I was on a two-year contract and then they extended it for another two years. And uh, I met with the pastor who had, uh, who had got rid of the youth student worker that we had, got rid of the children's pastor, and he was about to get rid of me. And uh, we had a meeting, and uh, basically they said, we're not going to renew your contract, and you've got to work your notice. I don't, know if, I don't know what notice period you ever have to work when you leave a job, but I had to work six months. I want to tell you, that's a long time when you know you're not wanted. And I just couldn't, I couldn't work it out. Everybody in the church is like, what is going on? Why is this happening? We just don't understand. Well, we, we left, moved on. God had other plans for us, praise, praise God. Um, grateful for that. But we found out a year, 18 months later, this, this pastor had a nervous breakdown. He, uh, he did some, some crazy things in a church service. He just lost his mind. You know, I could have stood there and I could have reveled in that. I said, you know what? I told you so. But you know what? My heart broke for that guy. Absolutely broke. And instead of, instead of reveling in, the, in his failure and the humiliation that he went through, I prayed for him, blessed him. And I trust that God is bringing him through to full healing and restoration. You might, you might ask, what has this got to do with joy? I'm telling you the negative side of, of joy. And, and uh, we're going to look at some, some funny stories. I thought it would be good just to laugh. But you need to get the backstory. God can change the way you think, the way you operate in your life. That's what being a Christian is, doing a 180, turning away from the life you were living and walking for Jesus and towards Jesus. So in... Uh, Proverbs 17, verse 22, one of my favorite scriptures. A cheerful heart is a good medicine. A cheerful heart is a good medicine. So if you're on medication today or you need to be taking some medication, I want to tell you that a cheerful heart, the joy of the Lord, and having a laugh is good for you. 
So we're going to look at some stories in the Bible and some other stuff. And hopefully some of them, I don't profess to be uh, Jim's understudy or on a level with Jim, but I'm going to give it a go, right? And that you just, you just get something this morning that you can hold on to. You know what? It's actually God is good and he wants me to enjoy life. And when trouble comes, a cheerful heart is good like medicine. So in Luke 9, uh, verses 51 to 55, there's a story of James and John, uh, sons of thunder. Jesus called them. And it says this. And when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent his messengers ahead of him, who went and entered the village of the Samaritans. They were a despised people. They weren't particularly well-liked. They were, uh, yeah, not, not really well-liked. To make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? These guys were rough around. They were called the sons of thunder. You, we, you know, we, 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 when we think about Jesus and the disciples and this, we, you know, we think that these guys are perfect. These guys were rough around the edges. They said, okay, we're going to send some fire down to consume these people. He turned and he rebuked them. No. Don't be silly. Another story. I think it should be the next. Yeah. Mark 9, 38. John, this is funny. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. And Jesus said, Why are you, why are you trying to stop him? He's trying to do a mighty work in my name. These guys were going tell this guy to stop casting out demons because they were casting them out in the name of Jesus. Who is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the only one who can set people free. So guys, we're not alone when it comes to our, our walk with the Lord. These guys were rough around the edges. You go look, most of them, tax collectors, all kinds of, you know, not dropouts, but they were rough around the edges. I want to read this to you. It's not a scripture, it's a story. So one beautiful Sunday morning, the Reverend Barnard announces to his congregation Imagine if this happened here. Good morning, people. In my hands here, I have three sermons. I have a 100-pound sermon that lasts five minutes. I have a 50-pound sermon that lasts 15 minutes. 
I have a 20 pound sermon that lasts a full hour. We are now going to take up the collection and see which one I'm going to deliver. <laughs> this week I kind of I looked online as much as I could just about good stuff, good medicine. And there's some great stuff that kids say. These are all true. This one. Jesus was born because Mary had an immaculate contraption. (laughs) Go to the next one, Rob, if you don't mind. Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. (laughs) A Sunday school teacher asked her class, does anyone here know what we mean by sins of omission? A small girl replied, Aren't those the sins we should have committed but didn't? <laughs> this is my, one of my favourites. I think it's brilliant. A father was reading a Bible story uh, to his young son and he read, The man named Lot was warned to take his wife and flee out of the city. But his wife looked back and was turned to salt. His young son asked, what happened to the flea? (laughs) I'll read it again. (laughs) A father was reading a Bible story to his young son. He read, the man named Lot was warned to take his wife and flee out of the city. But his wife looked back and was turned to Saul. His son asked what happened to the flea. For those of you that didn't get it. Now just imagine if we had our own building. One day, Lord, thank you. And we were able to serve the community. Our church notices might change a little bit. And uh, Rob, if you can put the next one up. Imagine if we had some slides like this for our notices. Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers will meet at 7pm. Please use the large door at the side entrance. (laughs) Next one, Rob. This is a good one. Come early for a good seat in the back. That happens at every church. Did you know the anointing is thickest at the front? Did you know that? Yeah, it's great at the front. Next one. Drop by Sunday. Don't wait for a hearse to take you to church. <laughs> and the, the last one, my, another favourite of mine. Join us, prayer and fasting conference, Saturday 13th of October. The cost for attending the fast and praying conference includes meals. <laughs> it's so on Google, it must be true. It's good to laugh, right? But let's look at Jesus. Because I think he, he, he knew how to have a laugh. He knew how to have fun. There's a famous sermon. The Sermon on the Mount. And I think Jesus exercised a little bit of humour when he said... Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, 
but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck that is in your eye, when you, you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. When you read it, it's kind of serious, and there is a message there about being humble and walking with the Lord and not being a hypocrite. But just imagine. Give me one second. Jesus knew that there is a time under the sun for everything. He knew that you need to to weep. He knows there's times when you need to mourn. There's times when you need to dance. But he also knows that sometimes... You need to have a laugh. You need to have fun. You need to enjoy each other. You need to enjoy him. I'm going to finish with this. This is the shortest preach I think I've ever done. Psalm 34 verse 8. We started way back at the beginning of summer with this. And we'll close with this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in Him. God is good. And when you put your trust in Him, you can have that joy that surpasses natural understanding. You can have peace that you don't understand. So what's the Lord saying to you this morning? I believe he's saying, it's okay to laugh. You can laugh at your circumstance. You can laugh at things. You can laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Enjoy me. Because I'm good. I'm faithful. I love you with a never-ending love.